0: At Push My Buttons Podcast, you can get all the gaming news, as well as information on latest
1: releases and game reviews. You can also watch us play some of your favorite games, everything from
0: Sonic the Hedgehog to God of War, on YouTube and Twitch. Follow us on all the social media and listen on all of your favorite apps. Just search for Push My Buttons Podcast. Listen to the Beatles without earmuffs. Everybody.
2: Uh, you expect me getting to talk? Getting ready. Right. Mr. Bond, everybody. I expect you to die. No one expects the
3: blowjob
4: inquisition. Oh, wait. I think franchise. Goodbye.
0: My bad. <laughs> okay. Okay, here we go. Welcome
1: to another <laughs> episode of JB Ruins
0: Everything. <laughs> uh, sorry, right. Mom. Sorry. <laughs> right. Okay. Welcome to uh our first 2021 episode of Yay! Kiss Your Franchise yes! Didn't blow up.
3: I didn't miss the first one.
0: Yeah. Uh, all yeah. right. It it has been. It's been a month. A month. Yeah. yeah. It's a lot. A lot's <laughs> happened. Uh, a, a fun fact: Brooke, Mark, and I. We're going to get together uh, on the night of January sixth, and then uh, a violent mob stormed the Capitol, <laughs> and we were like, um, "We're not feeling it tonight." So, <laughs> Please, we,
3: can we just stop for a minute and pretend we were having this conversation a year ago?
0: Oh my gosh! No, dude, we were in the afterglow
1: of 2021. Is going to be our year this is going to be the year everything changes and then you know we just got a shovel shoved our ass because like we've never done that
4: before
0: but, but very- hey we're here we're we're back we're still talking james bond and we're into Quantum of Solace. Speaking
2: and... of 2020's trash heap
0: not ending,
2: Quantum of Solace. Everyone,
3: stuff you're oh, getting
2: into.
0: So, um, welcome, welcome, JB is our our guest for this episode. Tell Thank us you. how you really feel about this movie, JB.
2: Um, I would like to call this movie in a in a different world, the Born Disappointment. Wrong. <laughs> Fake news. <laughs> because this movie tried really, really hard to be a Bourne movie, except it was a Bond movie, and it makes it not work. You're and, fired, JP. And among many, many other things, it also didn't really have a plot. It had a really terrible bad guy, and it was all fight scenes that didn't make any sense. But we will get into that. When okay,
1: we that's really the podcast. Thanks,
2: everybody. <laughs> <laughs> that does it. That, I think
1: that's it. And, and we're, we're done. done. And now mean, we talk I, about Judy Garland for two hours. Yeah, now
2: let's talk about <laughs>
4: <Aww>. <laughs> what
2: what where were you on January sixth, Tim McGraw's new song version, I guess, or whatever.
3: Did anyone else watch the inauguration in two different speeds?
2: No, I only two watched different speeds. speeds. I mean I
3: don't so, know why. On on the Facebook news, it was like 15 seconds ahead
2: oh, of
3: where it was on Hulu or CNN. And so I oh, kept it on on my dang. phone just in case something happened and I wasn't going to be able to see it 15 seconds later. <laughs> wow. That's
0: I just, grim.
2: Mark and I just watched Amanda Gorman's speech 12 times over and over. Yes, and over I did. Over I put that over on the and over And then I listened to Garth Brooks so her. and then watched him hug everyone and went, oh, Garth. Chris Gaines puns coming out of (laughs) war.
0: We had so many Chris Gaines puns in our group chat that was really funny.
2: We'll, we'll we'll post some of them on the website for all of you listening just so you can steal them for your own office party.
0: Yes, because Chris Gaines puns obviously 20 years later very funny still. It's the
2: it's a Who bunch knew? of the it's a, it's a bunch of the cards against humanity answer, answers I think if you use Chris Gaines puns. I'm not sure.
1: I think that's why he performed in the inauguration because he was like, What do I still have to do to get people to forget about fucking Chris Gaines? <laughs> All right, I'll sing Amazing Fucking Grace for you
0: people. Jesus. Christ. For, the, for the 14th straight
2: administration. You think
0: that that's or how whatever. Garth
3: Brooks speaks, Mark. <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs> that's certainly how he speaks. Did that's y'all know bit. there was going to be a Chris Gaines movie? I'll oh, stop. No. It. Yes. That's a bunch that's of crap. At, was day, or
3: still a... is.
0: Oh, no, that hurts my was uh, <laughs> the the whole the whole idea of the Chris Gaines persona that Garth Brooks was coming out with in 1999 is he was going to do this like whole Four Corners tentpole thing with you know there was going to be a movie and there was going to be the um the the album and there was going to be all this other associated multimedia and then yeah that that totally.
2: And then instead know, of nobody gain, wanted to listen instead to of cars. gains, it was all losses. Is that what you're telling me? <laughs> <That's> exactly. <laughs> I hate, you. A, yes, oh, I hate
4: you sometimes. Here's the thing with,
1: with Garth Brooks. Uh, like, I, I I dig his music, even though like he popified country music, and it is what it is now. Because Ain't nothing of wrong with that. Nope. No, I hate it. I like, but I like his music. I just hate the the Garth Brooks effect to country you know, music. Oh, you know, oh, no, yeah. very, I am very old school country. I I love country, but. This really? Pop, yeah, this pop country shit. You live in Texas. Do what do you mean? I, anyway, I know, but I'm a product of my environment. Anyway,
2: anywho. By the so, way, when when he took his hat off, the first thing I thought of was, "Where's his Rogaines?" <laughs> here's the thing with Garth
1: Brooks: like <laughs> so almost every album, he throws in a a rocky edge song, like a rock song that's point. edgy. But he yeah. always chooses Billy Joel. And if you're gonna choose somebody to rock on. Even though I love Billy Joel, like he's not the guy that represents rock and roll per se. Like he's uh, just. Please don't say Jack White. I'll have, we'll have to punch. I mean, you. if Jack White was alive back in the day, I can I can hear I can hear Garth Brooks cover Seven Nation Army.
2: That'd be kind need, of cool. Yeah, I'm sure he wakes up in the morning. He's like, yeah, you know, we need to cover some blues-based rock. So. <laughs> oh my God. Someone, someone, get a get a Jack White on the phone. I'm all to talk to Jesus
1: Christ! Like, somebody get Jack White on the phone.
2: Bring him down to San Antonio. The governor not going to come down here. He's fine. He's fine. Hey <laughs> y'all, does
1: Jack White sing Amazing Grace?
2: I bet I could get him I'm to sing gym. one of them one of them Bond songs. Check this out. No time to die. See, it's rocking, rock and roll. He got no time to die. Why wouldn't he pick Elton John, who actually did make I mean, good? Once piano. again, that's not. Really, rock and
1: roll. Per oh, say. wow! I mean, if you're gonna rockify country music, I mean, maybe a little bit of Led Zeppelin.
3: Maybe they could be a little bit country and a little bit rock and roll. Oh my
2: God. Well, now, you? you yes. off and Marie. That was well done. Didn't the band already country countryify rock and roll? Like, wouldn't, yep. Like I mean, yeah. Marshall Tonight Tucker.
0: Tonight they drove all and, Dixie down. Yeah, um, yeah.
2: So, I mean, Mark, you, you're right on. Maybe you. You go to the litany of the already existing. Um, yeah, I me, mean, tie that in, right? man.
1: Jesus yeah. Christ.
0: We're now a Chris Gaines podcast exclusive.
1: <laughs> I, I would just
3: like to say that this conversation is much better than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> Content wise. I knew the conversation with y'all would be good, but.
2: Yeah. We're, we're keeping it crisp, as I believe I said. <laughs> on the-
4: uh,
2: so, okay, Andy. So I want to I want to preface one thing before we go back to Chris Gaines, which is the actual point of this podcast. Mark raised an interesting point when we first started talking, which is how do I like this movie less than more turkey movies like Moonraker? Let me count the ways. And the the act the the answer is I don't like it less than Moonraker. I'm more disappointed in this than I am in Moonraker.
3: (laughs) I'm not mad
4: at you. I'm just disappointed. I'm just disappointed. Because
2: because we have now christened this, the living daylights theme, which is, which is, which is, which is movies that should have been a lot better that are disappointing because of something that Andy has spent a lot of time on writing down. So, this is the living daylights too, because Andy and Mark, you know this, cause we were chatting about it. Andy listed this whole cacophony of things about how this is actually a really good plot because, you know, regimes like are often set up by the U S going in and setting up utility deals and oil and water and all this kind of stuff. And I remember going where the hell is that in the movie? <laughs> cause that right. sounded really cool. And it's not in there. It's just um, people doing fight scenes for no reason. So, if, if we can, Andy, I want to start with your kind of your take on what this movie should have been, because when you told me that I rewound it and looked for it and it just, it really wasn't there.
0: I'll, I'll get to that, but okay. I want to I want to let Mark yeah. first get defend Mark. this movie, because Mark, you like this. I think be- Well, f- wait, first, Brooke, where where are you on this? I, are you disappointed in it, or are rate you the like born disappointment for us? Bro.
3: I don't feel like being attacked right now.
0: <laughs> yeah. Everyone's all over the place on this. Like, just think, name a number from like zero to I'm, ten of like how you. I feel
3: am speaking it. specifically to Mark.
4: <laughs>
0: oh, 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 I see. Shots
3: oh, fired. <laughs> you just want to be right. very clear. Right.
1: Um. Fuck
4: y'all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure. I love you pick,
1: Mark pick on the Mexican guy Yeah.
4: I, <laughs> I
0: thought three, white I dudes, you.
1: three white dudes picking on a Mexican guy Like what, what hasn't changed in my Brooke's
0: life Mark's a dude? Wait, I've Mark, a, Mark, Mark a is dude an Italian? Home. I thought Mark Andy. was an Italian
1: Andy I have a news flash for
3: you I've always been a dude we just didn't get that close in high school <laughs> wow
0: <laughs> my life suddenly is very anyway, different now so, so Chris Gaines
1: <laughs> um <laughs> Um.
3: I mean, if we're being honest, I feel like <laughs> I still like Moonraker.
2: <laughs> mm-hmm. So okay. So mark. Should we, should we all just yell out a number out of ten at the same time so we all know where this movie ranks on our scale?
1: Oh, count it down like yeah okay two. okay three, let's do it okay three, on the count two, of
3: three
0: everyone t- wait on oh, yeah. three or three and then go after go one. Three, two, one, and then go okay, okay so Ready? three two,
3: three two one
0: six, six four. Oh. so brooke you were a four
2: i was a three and
0: you both were sixes
1: oh i said
0: 6.5 oh 6.5 yeah okay Oh okay. right. wow I'm more disappointed, uh, it's funny, in tone, I'm way more disappointed in this than you are, but numerically, Mark, but, oh, we're like, close. numerically, we're right there, I so, wanna okay. Say,
2: I want to say, I understand it the, five. the faults,
1: I understand yeah. the faults, uh, the thing mm-hmm. is, uh, like, you infants want to be uh, satisfied <laughs> immediately, y'all don't wow. understand, y'all don't understand how chapters work in a book, oh, and, really, uh, that, that's the problem. Explain no, to even, us no, what wait, chapters are. Mark. How many, times, I don't
2: Mark, how many
3: times have you been married in life? I mean, because I keep going no. at it,
2: wow. I keep going at
3: it, I keep trying and trying.
2: This is where the three, this is where the other white dudes jump <laughs> off of this train. <laughs> <laughs>
3: it's the gratification has I, nothing to do I, with my life
2: and i say that i was a five until andy explained the whole oil water thing and i was so pissed off that i dropped it two points that's, <laughs> <not> <laughs>
1: that's weird. Yeah. Well, here's the thing like i i see this as a book and you know all the chapters haven't been written i read the first chapter and it blew me away the Hold second on. chapter had enough to keep me in there but i want to see what the chapter three brings and chapter No, no no you don't it. publish a book without all the chapters written well, the, that we're is, a, reading, we're we're reading the book. That's the that thing. Is, that, that's that why is a we're, garbage we're, analogy. It's not a garbage analogy.
0: It's oh my god! I no. I are these I, pre sells kind of Are these
3: pre sales? And you're giving them like okay, just the, the so intro I'll, to I'll the book you, before they actually get the whole thing. Why would you make a movie off of that?
1: I'll give you a better example for you fantasy readers out there. I don't know if y'all read fantasy, but for those of us all listening to right, so all, all the thousands of people that listen to our podcast. If you guys are fantasy <laughs> readers. So there's a series by Robert Jordan, and there's also a series by Terry and uh, Terry Goodkind. And Robert Stephen Jordan's
2: King. 45 books. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah,
1: yeah. Okay, so I'm, I'm making a point here. So like, okay. I'll make it even better. Stephen okay. King has a series called The Dark Tower Series, which is one of the greatest series ever written. And it's mm-hmm. a series of uh, eight books, right? Right. There are a couple of books in there that fans just really don't like. They'll read it. They comment about it, but it's not their favorite. They're like, can't wait to get past it. Uh, my favorite book is what a lot of people really don't like because they feel that it breaks the rhythm of, of the entire series, which is called *Wizard and Glass. But it's one of my favorites because it gives background onto the central characters of the entire story. Uh, and it, it, it no longer concentrates on the, the, the characters that we've been reading for four books. Uh, Stephen King kind of puts them on a shelf and concentrates on a bigger, older story for us to read. So a lot of people got pissed off and they are like, you know, you, you took away what we what we wanted to give us background and, you know, that pisses us off. And But the book that follows that kind of ties everything together. And everybody's like, oh, okay, I get it. This is I what can this actually
3: mo- get on board with this. I, I-
1: okay, this is what this movie is to me. It's got enough to inform you on things that have come already that we saw in Casino Royale. But it tries to distract us with this other story that isn't really strong. And that's the big fault in this movie. The villain sucks. He really does. So he's a guy who's trying to blackmail the government to get control of water. And for some reason, oil is thrown in there for uh, the only purpose, the reason that uh, the only reason oil is thrown in this movie is to have an homage to Goldfinger. That's it. And it's really stupid for them to have done that because it's pointless. But there's a bigger story story in this movie, though. The, The main, the real villains that are controlling a bigger story you know those are the guys that they should have concentrated on there they allude to them we see them but we don't really interact with them too much in this movie that shows up later on in subsequent movies which which is fantastic but that's the cardinal sin of this movie that's why for me it's a 6.5 because they concentrated on the wrong villain but there's still enough in this movie that is good. I I love the way it ended. This
3: is a this is a much better analogy, and I give this to you. I okay. I approve. Right. Yes. And the have, have you is over. The, Thank you. Have you read the Wrinkle in Time series? Yes, I have. Book number four about fucking Noah's Ark.
4: Yes, uh, it's yes. stupid. I, oh.
3: This is where I'm at. I understand now. Thank you. Yeah,
1: yeah. even the the Chronicles of Narnia. Uh, long- there's some. There's a couple really like boring. That the, the magician's nephew is like really boring. It's just kind of pointless, but. Taken as a whole, it's a pretty damn good series.
2: Now, let's, but let's, let me preface this, because while your analogy holds up on the page, you neglect the fact that the director took that and made it a trash heap of unintelligible (laughs) action scenes that don't make any sense, put no plot in this film, and did everything horribly wrong. So First of all, the action scenes are pretty cool, so shut up. I mean, that's because that's all there is, though. There's nothing right. to this movie. This movie is a vapid waste of time in a Bond series. Now, granted, if the movie had done—and it's your turn, Mark. If the movie had done what you told me it did, I would have loved it. <laughs> but it—but mean,
1: it did do that. But so not like,
2: really, though. Mr. That's Mr. White.
1: It, Mr. White at the very beginning makes it clear, like y'all don't know what you're in. You know what you're. What are you getting into? Y'all don't know that within your own government. You know. We're a part of that, like we're fucking with y'all, and y'all don't even know that. And then immediately, one of the agents starts shooting everybody and almost kills M. And then that was. And it. then he's
0: gone for the rest of the movie. Yeah, Because yeah, all he is is
2: an agent. Who cares? Who cares that's if he's what an I mean. agent? If you're going to set up a plot device like that, you don't, don't reveal. You don't wait until the next movie. You yeah. do
1: not reveal what's behind the curtain in the five in the first five minutes of a movie. You never do that, and especially you, if then, you're you're pulling you a longer thread throughout the entire series you do not pull back that curtain right Here, away. Like, here's um, the thing
2: you're just you are so lucky that the other movies a were good and b did what you're saying because in a vacuum this movie doesn't do any of that is really terrible does let you down and isn't a very good representation of the bond universe that you've set up so i think the biggest problem that i have with the film is that if in a vacuum if it hadn't had those other movies right if Skyfall hadn't happened if Spectre hadn't happened this movie is really really bad now again I love what you're saying because it happened in other movies and that makes this movie feel better but I feel like and my biggest problem is it didn't do those things in this film now granted those other films are you're, you're totally right on if you look at this from the character arc of Daniel Craig and you've said this from the beginning it's great i mean it's really well laid out character arc all the movies are seamless but the hard thing is if you're if if you tell someone to go watch quantum of solace in a vacuum and then you try to explain all this stuff that's happening around it they're not going to get it and that's that's the exactly, biggest yeah. worry i have i
1: problem. get what you're saying as a standalone it's problematic yeah i get that but that's the only but, difference but part of the reason you know part of the reason i feel the way i feel about this movie is that um i mean forever uh, i've i've always been into long threads uh, right uh, Never. Right. I've always been into, so. I I approach these movies knowing that there's something bigger being told. Totally. I mean, totally. I, I mean, everything I've seen, everything I've been into since I was, a kid, I mean, I'm a freaking Doctor Who fan since I was like six years old, right. and there's always been this long strings of narrative that, you know, there's an arc that covers like ten episodes, uh, and everything. i Most of the things I read, there's always a long arc, so I always know that there's something else happening, and. While this movie did, and I will admit, there are some parts that just bored the hell out of me because I was like, okay, what the fuck is happening now? Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, and I I fully admit that, but I knew there was something bigger going on. I knew that that weak-ass villain wasn't the real guy that he should be focusing on. He's just a distraction, and right. he is. They're toying with Daniel Craig. Even at the very end, when he finally figures out that uh, Vespa Lynn's... Uh, Lover guy, you know, wasn't really what he turned out to be. Like he knows, like okay, I, yeah. I'm angry at the wrong people. There's something much bigger going on here. And yeah, I need and to I, get to work.
2: And I think that's where I mean your your point is really valid in the in the whole context. I mean, if you look at his whole character arc, it's obviously this is a much a, a much better segue. I think Andy, you brought that up too in the sense of um if you, I mean, talk about how you did it with uh, Casino Royale because I think your cut makes this movie a lot better too so so right that's
0: my yeah so I, i mean in the in the last episode where we talked about casino royale i i said that my preferred way to watch casino royale is to stop it when bond and vesper are on the beach and they have a happy ending and then you start with that shot Where they are on the boat in Venice and Bond is sending in his resignation. And you start with that. And in the very first shot, it identifies that necklace that Vesper is wearing. And uh, it, it becomes a focal point. And in the next scene, when they're in the hotel, he says, oh, you took it off. And so there's some weight to it. And then the film ends with that necklace and with that thing. And you start, and and in order to make this really effective, you would have to call back to it a couple of little times through, throughout the narrative, just really briefly to remind people. But then you weave that through the entire narrative so that this film is about an arc of Bond searching for that that supposed quantum of solace that you know finding some comfort in revenge um and uncovering this other mystery I think you can lose like a bunch of stuff in the middle of this um but I, I think that you know Mark as you said there's a weak villain we need we need to develop him more we need to develop, uh, what he's doing more because what he's doing is actually like super terrible and based in reality, like the CIA backing, um, you know, uh, coups in Bolivia and, uh, privatizing water systems and, and making billionaires, lots of money while the people suffer. That's actually real. And one of the problems is this this movie, if anything, undersells it as a plot device rather than making it like, oh, okay, this is actually a thing that happens and and saying, like, this is the real villainy in the world. Right. That's what I really wanted I mean, to for have. Me, them
1: see. For me, though, that was the weak plot point, uh, bringing in the U.S. to install a new dictatorship. I mean, that... that oh, me I st- loved
4: it. That to
0: me is way
1: too played out but i like what you're talking about on corporations doing that because yeah that's the real power right now andy i i know like america is still very imperialistic and you know they're still playing the role of colonizer throughout the world like like the, i'm not going to deny that but more and more it's the big corporations that are doing that that are pricing people out buying buying countries buying land um uh, keeping uh valuable resources away from the people who really need them so if this this shadow organization would have been more prominent and have them playing the central role of stealing water from people, yes. that would have worked yeah. uh, That's I, exactly
0: I it. That's it I right wanna, there.
1: I, wanna, I like I that. rehash the whole US thing like that. that's played out. For me that's lazy. Well, let's move past that. And David Harbor like kind of annoyed me in this movie. He's oh just, really?
0: I loved him. He's my favorite me. part I, of the movie. I
1: love Jeffrey Wright though, like that he wasn't having this bullshit. He was just so sick of this dude and just yep. so, so sick of having to be a part of this shit. Like you could see mm-hmm. it in his face. Like, God damn, Jeffrey Wright is awesome. I just love that dude. So uh, more of him, and if he would have had a role in maybe counterintelligence of the shadow organization, that would have been cool. Like so, there's ways to fix this movie. absolutely but the shadow organization needs to be front and center instead of that whippy ass villain yeah
0: so one of the one of the we all agree the you know part of the problem with this is the script and the story and
4: the characters (laughs) Characters
0: yeah you know i'm glad
4: glad
2: you didn't miss anything
0: yeah (laughs) well you know the action scenes were kind of cool but okay so the, the reason for this the context of this um Neil Haggis, who who wrote, or Paul Haggis, who wrote uh, most of the script, turned in his final draft literally the day before the, the Writers Guild of America went on strike. Right, right. And they had to go with that script that was not nailed down and was not really final. It was his version, quote unquote, of a final version of the script, but then... The director and daniel craig like were just writing stuff on set right and 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 uh michael wilson um the executive producer brother of barbara broccoli you know they're just making this stuff up and it it, you can tell and it suffered uh and and daniel craig like after this movie was like i am never doing this again i am (laughs) not I am not signing on to any other movie ever again without a script that's 100% nailed down because I can't do this. It's ridiculous.
2: Yeah, that makes it. And so
0: it was short on plot, short on character. And instead, they just filmed all these giant action sequences. And that does not a great movie make. Right. is is like i what i think is really going on here
1: i mean you could tell so. that, that that people were piecing it together like hey we we did an homage to uh dr no in the first movie should we do an homage to uh goldfinger in this one like yeah let's get yes. somebody in oil americans like oil don't they Let, let's do something about oil because the u.s government's involved and how about an exploding hotel that explodes <laughs> when a car touches the wall let's do that like it, you can tell like everything was just there's a lot of shit being thrown on the wall to see what stuck and unfortunately some of the stuff that stuck just was really stupid
3: I wonder if y'all were a bunch of bro dudes if your scores would have been higher
1: probably I mean, you aren't bro dudes right now.
2: I mean where is your score white dude <laughs> <laughs> well, you know.
3: there wasn't enough P&T in this one for me <laughs>
2: Well said. Well said. Where is all the PT in the Quantum of Solace? <laughs> in it
4: should the be the, intro, <laughs> it should the be opening the quantum, song.
2: The Quantum of P and T. That's what this should be.
4: <laughs> Solace the P and T. <laughs>
2: there needed to be way more weightlifting in this. Well, so yeah. Andy, Andy, I think there were, I think three characters really made this movie work better, and and again, I think it was the characters that were the best defined for.
3: I like how you say better.
2: Yeah. How they were defined in in the spectrum. One is Jeffrey Wright. Um, I think the other one is M. Um, Yeah. Yeah. yeah, And I think, Mark, you talked a lot about that character. That role is really the one that's holding all of these movies together, especially the parts of the movie that aren't really good. Because it seems like every time the movie starts to lag, she jumps back in. Um, and yes, go. because
1: she's taking on a more maternal role uh, yeah. ever since Casino Royale and it deepens in this movie and it becomes ever so much more deep in Skyfall. Yeah. Like there is this, uh, this maternal role that she takes on with, with James Bond and it, every it, good it, man
3: it, is a good woman,
1: a good woman. And, and that's her. And uh, she does really ground this movie. So where I may have been indifferent about her in previous uh, James Bond movies, Ever since the Craig movie started, like You're forgiven. Really, I really love her. I really love her. I'm but,
2: forgiven. But let's be honest, the, the key role in this film is none other than Stanikachik pre-castle at, <laughs> as the Canadian spy, also fooled at the very end. Oh
3: she's yeah,
2: great. She yeah. is. I mean it's I. it's it's the three minutes that brings the whole movie uh, together. <laughs> so <laughs> <laughs> She yeah. ruined Castle. I don't want to talk about her.
4: Oh, what? Who are you? She pulled out of a Castle.
2: Oh, oh, I thought it, you... Ended,
1: it, it ended because of her. No, no, she was perfect in Castle. Yeah, she did and, but she, it. But she ruined it because she walked out and she hated everybody for whatever reason.
2: I know. What a great show to, to ruin. I
3: hate one. it when women have their own opinions. Oh,
2: no. <sighs> they need to keep it to themselves. Jesus. <sighs> Just shut up and go to work. <laughs>
4: How dare you?
0: I'm walking <laughs> away from this <laughs> one. Oh. Like,
3: I would just like you guys to know I've been a bit salty all day long, so you're I love welcome.
0: It. I love it. I, feel I, like
3: delivered, is- I delivered seven puppies yesterday. Seven. Well, actually, oh. seven and a half. One of them but, was a twin. But did you walk out of uniform. a TV show?
2: Yeah.
0: Oh.
3: Yeah. Oh, um,
0: anyway.
1: <laughs> Mark, I have no response to that. I know. I just, I'm really annoyed because I really like the show. But whatever. Fine. Standing catches here. Great. Okay. Anyway,
0: but yeah, but she's, yeah, she's great in that. I I wish there, I wish she would come back. That would be fun. (laughs) Like, hey, it's that Canadian intelligence officer.
2: Well, you're being castle or her? Okay. No, I'm
0: just kidding. No, her Canadian, uh, no, I I wrote it down what her.
2: Oh, it was like uh,
0: uh, Corinne is her name.
2: Genevieve Delacroix De or whatever. De um. I, have,
3: I have a question. Okay. Since we record the podcast for longer than the movies actually are, mm-hmm. <laughs> should we just do like a live podcast recording one time where we turn it on and we actually record the podcast as it's going? I
0: mean, I mean yeah, it's, there's it's no reason off. not to.
2: Yeah, it's
1: chaos. Sure. Right? Yeah, it's absolute chaos. If you I listen mean, to the JB
2: doesn't shut up. Oh my gosh, if you listen to the nonsense the three of us spit back and forth during these, it could only, <laughs> it could only be bad. It'll
1: be mass confusion.
2: Okay. So let yeah. me ask let me ask Just another period. question. Um no. What <laughs> bad guy has the worst fight sequence in the Bond movies? Because this one, he fought like a drunk guinea pig. And I had I mean <laughs> <laughs> that 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 fight scene that fight scene was it was should have been 5 seconds long if he if he was really fighting an MI6 agent right like as soon as he did anything he should have been over the edge and dead so um, I'll really be right cool. back.
3: I need to go get a guinea pig to
4: get it drunk. Go get a guinea pig.
2: <laughs> hand it a little, hand <laughs> it a Lego, <laughs> hand it a Lego ax and watch what it does. And I guarantee you it does the <laughs> exact same thing. Really. The only bad guy in that film was the fire that kept shooting at bond and keeping him from killing him faster. So <laughs> what I want to, what I want to know is who was the worst fighting. If it's not him, Who's the and if it's not Christopher Walken because his EMP didn't go off? Who is the worst fighting Bond villain to date? If it's not Quantum Solace guy,
0: uh, oh no, I the, the guy Jaws. with the
2: wooden samurai sword
1: breaking every piece of glass. Uh, oh ever. yeah, that was bad. And Moonraker. That oh, has yeah, to he be was pretty bad. bad. But
2: yeah. then, J- but then Jaws came out. Jaws, yeah. So, yeah, but we're,
1: we're we're not talking about Jaws. We're talking about the guy with a wooden samurai sword. But, like, he, did, that he's, but he, was he was a
0: henchman, face. not a not a oh, main villain, though. Yeah. So I was and, sad.
2: That, <sighs> I was sad that neck brace guy died really quick because I thought he had had some some role in the final fight scene, but he just got incinerated. So that was disappointing. Well, oh, the meat again balloon with
1: the fire was,
2: was a shitty way to die.
1: Yeah,
4: but at least balloon.
2: he actually fought.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
4: Anyway, yeah. so
2: can anybody think of a worse non-drunk? No, I'm
0: with you. Like- I think he's he's the worst. Like, yeah the the worst like mono a mono face off with Bond in all. Movies.
2: It's so bad that isn't he the only bad guy to die off screen in all of the Bond films? That's how bad he is.
1: I mean, that's how unimportant mm. he was as a villain. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like even even the, the writers of this movie were like, oh god, this guy really sucks. No, I, hey, think what,
3: I don't yeah. know if you caught on or not, but Mark was telling us about how this movie doesn't have all the parts in it. <laughs> and so we shouldn't be mad about things like that. So,
4: so,
2: so in, so, in <laughs> sky, so the Skyfall deleted scene where they double tap him in the head, that's what we missed. I get it. Yeah. Yeah. If only it I would
3: later, missed. later movies.
2: In No yeah. Time to Die, where they go and kill everybody who died off screen and say now it's your time now it's time to die take this full circle mark robert jordan Bullshit. <laughs> They'll
1: try to die for the higher uh, Santa K. chicks to come kill people.
2: <laughs> there you go. You did Genevieve de Croix. You did are Genevieve
1: de croix. croix. And now Mark will argue for two hours how she sucked in the <laughs> castle. Yes.
2: How dare you walk up, yes, How Seth. How dare you have an opinion. Get back to your trailer. <laughs> God damn it! You guys, I'm too tired. Don't come out until makeup. Funny. Come out for makeup and nothing else. You shut up and stay in there. Oh, now I sound like a Mathis, which, by the way, is the best part of this film. That whole sequence with Mathis—that was by far. I you know, love I Mathis. Do. I think Mark, that's your hook between the the first and the third movie. Is that conversation with Mathis? That, yes,
1: that's
4: I think part that's, of it. Yeah.
2: I think that's the bridge and if only that bridge was in the third movie and we didn't have to watch the second movie it would have been great.
0: But oh well. Yeah.
3: Bridge is in an actual like physical bridge or a part of a piece Yeah, episode? they were doing
2: planks.
0: It's in the deleted scenes in the fifth <laughs> movie. I I I'm I I'm am Sorry, Andy. No, it's okay. I'm uh I'm conflicted about how I feel about Mathis because oh, yeah. I feel like they did a little bit of a retcon, and oh, well, yeah, I yeah. wish. What? How so? Like, what, what, I,
1: what did you want from him?
0: I'm okay with the retcon Shall because here. So More he says, pee-pee. he says, <laughs> okay, let me, let me, let me go with this. Okay. Bond so says, like it doesn't, like M says. So this clears Mathis, and Bond says, no, it just says that he wasn't guilty. It doesn't, uh, or it just means that Vesper was guilty. It doesn't mean that Mathis wasn't. Right. And I, I wish they could have planted a seed a little bit more that one of the reasons why he has to turn to Mathis is because of some some sense of desperation that like, you know, because he's cut off from, uh, from MI6, he has to, um, you know, he has to do this, even though he doesn't trust him. If if they would have done that a little bit more, it would have continued the sort of duality and I I think allowed for that to I,
4: I don't know, work was a little though, bit. It? Better.
0: it well it's implied, but like you really you really have to work to read that in there. Hmm. Like, I don't know. I, I think that that's one of those things that they could have been a little more explicit about. And yeah. um,
3: Do you think I that's guess. one of the things that would be implied had you watched it several times? But
0: I've watched it several it. times. No, I'm I mean, saying like... for
3: someone who's only going to watch this once, they may Oh, yeah, it. definitely. Oh, okay. well, yeah, well, well,
1: the standalone issue. I, yeah, I, I, I get that. But, I mean, I, I got that, like, during their first interaction. I got that Bond was... Going to him not because he trusted him, but because, you know, he's out of he's he's out of options at that point. You know? Right. He was going to have yeah. to play some kind of trust with him.
0: Right. So I mean I think that's okay. I just I wish they could have I don't know done done something more with that because then one the here's the only problem is that once again Mathis it just serves to. Be the basil exposition of this movie, to like move the plot along, rather than like, there there actually being some internal logic and character there, and and so I I don't know it just it feels like oh okay well we we know we have to get Bond from C to D so we have Mathis here to conveniently do that rather than you know oh okay Mathis is actually like a. You know a living breathing character who we care about and there's some sort of stakes or there's i don't know some some sort well, of something i think what, they that's what know.
2: we talked about with all the characters though i think andy is everybody was just used like the all of the female leads they're they're not there for their own purpose right like you know she had her parents mm-hmm. killed or all this stuff and and instead of that taking a, a prime role it's kind of like oh by the way I'm there to kill this guy an hour and a half into the movie, so make, you know make sure that happens, so we can wrap this up, right? So it does. It feels like Jeffrey Wright's character is just there to make, you know, a bar fight scene, right, with more gunshots. It's kind of like it would be nice if. And and Mark, you raised this in Casino Royale. All the side characters in Casino Royale had their own purpose, right? They were all there mm-hmm. to drive their stories along, along with Bonds, and it was more of an interplay. This one, it just felt like everybody was there to get you know, bond from point A to point B without well, their own role. And I think that's what you're having with Mathis that I kind of felt bad for is, you know, that, that guy had an exposition to wrap up too and him just dying and going Vesper for, for, should be forgiven. And so should you, that's not a very satisfying end.
1: Well, I'm, I'm going to counter a little bit on both Mathis and uh, Lighter, in that um, Mathis and David Harbour's character represented, the old spy regime Uh, and in order to make inroads on new threats you had to establish a new way of doing your you know a new uh, spy networking system that you need to build up and daniel uh, Daniel, james bond he needed to use mathis to get to where he needed to get to but he found out quickly that mathis is no longer reliable i mean we all find out because he gets killed Right. But he, he finds out that the old way of doing things are no longer going to be sufficient for him. He's going to have to establish a new way of doing his spy work. And David Harbour's character, what was his name? Uh, I forget his name. That's how much I just didn't like.
0: It uh, doesn't matter. David Harbour.
1: David Harbor's character is, is the old school uh, You know, CIA. We're going to go to countries. We're going to fuck them up. We're going to put people that we want in line to get what we need to establish our presence in whatever part of the world we want. That's the old CIA mind frame. And Felix Leiter's like, I'm not having any of that. That's some bullshit. There's, there's a different way to do things. And if I were in charge, we definitely would be doing them differently. And at the end of the movie, that's exactly what we get. Harbor and all his old ways are tossed aside and Felix Leiter is now put in charge of the CIA. So I think there is a kind of a conceit in this movie how the old ways are just done and we need to move forward because there's new threats and you need to find a way, a new way of dealing with these new threats.
0: Yeah. I I wish that had been developed because yeah. I, that's, you know, I think all of that fits into this. This, this had the potential to be a really interesting Bond movie. Yeah. And instead it was just kind of a meh Bond movie. And I think that's the, you know, like, you know, I'm not, I'm not angry at the movie. I'm just disappointed in it. I'm very (laughs) passive, aggressive. (laughs) aggressive, But the other uh, thing,
1: guys, is that, uh, I mean, when you have a movie like Casino Royale, the sequel, there's always going to be all these heaps of expectations tossed on it. And it's bound to fail. I mean, we can count on a hand of how many direct sequels have been successful well it's been what godfather 2 empire strikes back and what else
0: rocky 2 oh rocky 2 um Mm
1: -hmm. Mm -hmm. it's a bit of a letdown.
2: not financially
1: Mm
0: -hmm. i mean not
2: financially
1: but like in terms of uh, you know a a critical take on the movie it's 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 a letdown. i don't
0: don't
2: know i mean there's a lot beverly hills cop 2 lethal weapon 2 i mean it just depends on what genre Mm -hmm. you're looking at but, I mean, they're few and far between.
1: I mean, like, a, a sequel that really steps up to the hype of the first one, it just
2: it doesn't happen.
0: From long. Russia with love?
2: I mean, but you're talking about... You're talking about going from a 10 to an 8, not a 10 to a 4, like this stinker. So I understand you're from. I mean,
1: going it, from it's, that. it's a 4 on your point of view, because you're not smart. but Actually, it, was a,
2: it was a 3. And <laughs> you still haven't, you still haven't <laughs> read where your 6.5 comes from. Read all 5 books and then go back and grade everything. Let me know how that works for you. I hate you whatever. Um. Anyway, but but there is there was all this expectations
1: placed on this movie, and... Even though I do feel that a lot of the narrative does move forward, I mean there just wasn't enough to justify those expectations, and I don't think any kind of sequel, not named Skyfall, was going to have that same fate.
0: Captain America: Two, the Winter Soldier. Oh Jesus
1: Christ! (laughs) All right, fine, get off my back. But yeah, Captain America: Two was awesome. (laughs) Guardians of Galaxy: (laughs) Two. Okay, so I made a bad point. Uh, yeah. yeah. So I,
0: I see your point, Mark, about the expectations game, but I I still think that there was a way to do this. I, however, that being said, I don't know that there was a way to do that with a writers' strike. Yeah. Because this True. just needed True. this just needed help uh, mm-hmm. at the and and there were only two years between this and Casino Royale. They really rushed this one forward quickly. I think they would have been better served to take some extra time, which they ended up doing for Skyfall. And look what happened. Like, look what an amazing follow-up that was. So, you know.
2: I well, hear Yeah, it's, but... it's, the de- it's the devils in the details, right? You, you can only control so much of, I mean, we're all sitting here waiting for no time to die and 12 other movies to come out and we wait and we wait and we wait. And in a perfect world, if, if we were waiting because they were gonna get better, that would be fine right like they would with skyfall but uh i mean i'm dreading one of my one of the movies i'm excited about godzilla versus kong because they aren't waiting they're just gonna throw it on hbo max and i'm like oh it's gonna you know it's gonna be quantum of (laughs) kongness i don't want that right i want i want semis i want semi stunts and i want I want the U.S. to go in and take over Godzilla land, and Andy can have a diatribe about it. That's what i you want. You know, the main ask.
1: question that we should be considering is: what's worse, semi's popping wheelies or hotels blowing up when a truck crashes through a wall? Was it a semi? Oh.
2: though? that was the problem. I wish the semi had crashed. <laughs> <through> <laughs> that would have
1: been. But both things are just equally stupid. <laughs>
4: but
2: but no, going, well,
1: going we, back to the going back to the actual content of the movie, they're they're there's something that really bothers me about this movie and it's the treatment of two characters, uh, which is strawberry fields, who ju- was just there to be the victim victim of the magic penis. And, uh, Camille, who is somehow yep. Russian and Latina at the same time. That's I mean, mean,
0: I'm pretty, pretty sure that Russian. Russian,
1: yeah. she can read Russian, but she's from Bolivia. I, I, Jesus Christ.
0: That, I that was, that had to have been one of those, like, Oh, they just came up with this on the day. Like, Oh, um, maybe we should say like, "Hey, remember how he married a Russian dancer? That explains how this Russian lady is supposed to be Bolivian." Like, yeah, just,
1: that just really rubbed me the wrong way. It really,
0: oh, yeah, yeah, women and can't should. know
3: two languages.
0: No, it's not that. It's. it's
3: not that. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, it it bothered me too. I was yeah, just trying to.
1: That strongly feels such oh, a like good. bland character and. And to go back into the trope of the ma- the victim of the magic penis is just so yep. stupid and regressive. Yeah. Like, that, that wasn't necessary at all.
0: And that's, that's I think, the other real problem of this, this movie is it's really up its own asshole of the entire franchise. It's yeah. so like, oh, we're going to do an homage to this and an homage to this. But they're paying homage to all of the stupid things right, right. rather than the great things right. and i'm just like hey remember when bond did this and remember right. when bond did this it's like yeah i, I don't i don't need all of that yeah i you know they we, we that do kind of better. Better. Yeah. yeah they did they did fix that in Scott because they did the exact opposite they said oh, right. hey remember how everybody loves the aston martin great we're gonna bring it back and we're gonna make it cool but I yeah. think At that the same time. I think and there's that's, going to be a reason for it to exist. But
2: that's, the, that's that premise too, Andy, of a director who cared about the franchise.
0: Exactly. A what
2: it meant versus Mark Forster, who bless his heart, worst Guns N' Roses video I've ever seen. I'm going to punch in the face. <laughs> in the <shortcut.
4: laughs>
0: well, but, let's <laughs> let's quickly talk about Mark Forster. Well, no, no, no. I want to yeah, talk yeah. about Mark Forster, but I, I want to spend more time on Gemma Arterton and oh, yeah. Olga Kurilenko because... They are so misused in this movie. And I mean, this is, I don't know. I definitely in the Daniel Craig era, it's the worst, you know, movie for women. But I don't know. Maybe, maybe of the last 20 years, maybe, I, I don't know. I, I don't know how far back we have to go. Before there's another movie that's quite so regressive in its lack of agency and character for its female characters,
1: I mean, first of all, Strawberry Fields, Are you, are you fucking shitting? That's me? the dumbest.
2: Like, I was well, like, you gotta be shitting. Well,
1: what was the name that, uh, who who came up? Uh, I know it's one of the, yours, mine, theirs guys who called it a vagina vagina or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, it's that ridiculous and quit. Quit giving him a secretary to follow him around to dangerous places. Like that's just stupid. I mean, if you want somebody to check up on Bond, knowing how lethal he can be, send somebody just as lethal with him to watch his back. Not some, you know, uh, some maiden in need of need of distress at every second. It's just or the send whole some thing. like
0: Anthony Anderson type guy who is not going to like try There's to get back in bed you know?
2: Yeah,
3: yeah. Haven't they yeah. learned by now?
1: We should have. Yeah, where's and that's, Chris Tucker?
2: That's what Mark wants to know. Where is Chris Tucker? <laughs> no, uh, I mean, it, it doesn't have to be like
1: a comic relief guy. Just somebody that matches up to Bond, not somebody who's going to be like this marmy lady just getting after him and reminding him what the what the head office wants. I mean, because of course we know you're going to die because that, that's that's going to be your role if that's what.
2: Because you're be your in. name is Strawberry Fields. Because that's, like, Strawberry a, Fields. that's yeah. like a red shirt in Star Trek. You're just exactly. done.
0: Yep. And once again, yeah, you're the first girl that Bond has sex with, so you're gonna die. Yep, that's the the first time that's happened since
2: the last movie.
0: (laughs) No, (laughs) Um, well, I mean, I guess technically that did happen in the last movie because, um, yeah, because Vesper is the only one, but I don't know. But but if she felt like a real character, whereas you know, in in something like, um, uh you know, live and let die, it's like, oh, yeah, she's the first girl, so she's going to die. That's just, right, right. Know, that's that's her place in the narrative, and that's, that's what this felt like, and it, it's so lazy, and it's so, it's, like, this was 2008, right. like, we... <laughs> We knew better. We knew way better by then. No one even likes the
2: Beatles in 2008. What are we talking (laughs) about? I
0: swear to God, JV. I'm going to
2: jump through this microphone and rip your... (laughs) That's my that's the 25th anniversary of me making a Beatles sucks joke for andy it
0: really is (laughs) but this movie is so 2000 and late with its sexual
4: politics (laughs) (laughs) well done that
2: wins that wins the podcast
3: and i think we're done
2: yeah (laughs)
0: uh no well i i don't know any anything um Mark, I know you have a soft spot in your heart for Gemma Arterton, though. So, like, how do we, how do we fix this character? How do we give her something? Why is she, because... why
1: is she in it though? I mean, she, she's in it for one reason—to uh, to be mm-hmm. that person that oh. he beds yeah. in and she dies. That's the whole reason for her character. But I say you change your character completely all the way around and just make her an agent and make her yeah. badass. If she's yep. got to die, you know, kill her off in the middle of a fight. You know. Yeah, or at
2: least have her be a double cross. Wait. I was like,
1: write
4: powerful female
3: characters?
2: Pierce Brosnan what? loves double cross agents. What was that, Brooke?
3: <laughs> we should be writing powerful female characters that have I mean
2: oh. that's an idea. Them I'm get, throw back it out to, get back to your trailer. <laughs> sorry, sorry. <laughs> sorry, I went from French to Irish. I think. I'm <laughs> really sure what just
3: happened. <laughs> but yeah, but I, don't know, know. I don't
1: know what that was. Bring a for me,
2: man.
0: Get
2: in the car. Okay.
1: <laughs>
0: anyway, well, yeah, and
2: that's—I mean—that's probably your your fixable moment, right? In your in your notes, how how do you make some of these characters whole? Right? They're just they're just cardboard cutouts that you just drop in um right. and i think yeah, even will get and her character too is yeah. is it's a little and mark you talked about this a lot she just sort of just shows up and is there and, and really could have done more
1: and the only way she can think about getting revenge is to use sex to get close to kill somebody right which jesus christ like where did you plot this 1925 like, come on man like there, there's other well why couldn't there why couldn't there be a montage of her training for a while to, to become a lethal assassin and then working her way up and then i could actually buy that and you know what have her actually kill the dude in the hotel why not that like oh, why hell. does why does Bond have to come in and save the day
2: he was already I fighting mean, back with an axe
1: i would like <laughs> to say though
2: a guinea you pick with an axe
3: that <laughs> if you <laughs> are <laughs> a drunken guinea pig um <laughs> As a woman, if you want to think of the easiest way to try to get in, men make sex a really easy option that's is true when that's all that you're gonna be seen as and written as and viewed as why would she have gone through all the training and like you know what I mean like if you're talking about realities of what is the quickest way for me to have access
2: but why can't well, you be why can't you be Zena on a top and be lethal with a machine gun and with sex and with all these things right exactly i mean if
1: if if sex is of, of, of lethal weapons great but if sex is the only thing you can come up with in 20 plus years of existence for revenge i man this is just fucking lazy
2: yeah so basically the word of the day for this movie is lazy which i think is a really apt word for it because and andy you said a lot of it was just because of how it was structured it it kind of had to be lazy because there weren't a lot of parts filled um right
0: but these yeah it was just like okay well i guess you know the the algorithm for how we put together this script is there's supposed to be an action sequence here so let's do an action sequence and now let's have some talking and let's do another action sequence so and then we can have a little more talking. And then and it's just like that's that's not a movie. That's uh, it. One a of the Guns reason- and Roses music video. That's one of the Jesus Christ! <laughs> I swear to God, JB,
2: throw them through the cake. This is November rain. It's over and done with. We can move on. It was
0: so, raining, dude. It was raining. I had to get out of the rain. So I had raining. to jump through the cake. Get in the hotel. Again, Nothing,
2: will Nothing will happen in the hotel. Hop in.
0: It it makes as much sense as an easily explosive hotel. Yes. Uh, okay. So let let's talk about Mark Forster. Um, Mark Forster's movies prior to this is a weird grab bag. Super nothing of grab. which to me says like he, he's ready to do a Bond movie. Um, best known prior to this for Finding Neverland. And Monsters Ball. Mm-hmm. Um, he'd also done, uh, let's see, Kite Runner, Kite Runner, which which he did immediately before this came out the year before. Um, and and those were sort of his his big movies, but good
2: movies. I mean, but very different. They're very, very different. different.
0: Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and oh, and he did the Will Ferrell uh, oh, Stranger Than Fiction. fiction. Yeah. yeah. Um being weird. Yeah. I'm like, what what about this says oh that guy should do Bond? Like, you know, it's it's so different from what we'll get next with Skyfall.
2: And Andy, or, I wanna I want you to bring up the where did all the money go part of this. <laughs> Is that a Mark Forster thing too? Like all you bring in a director who's used to working on a relatively smaller budget and then where the difference is what, 140 million between Casino Royale and this?
0: Yeah. So I did, I did some research. This is crazy. So, um, the, the box or sorry, not the box office, the budget for Casino Royale is about a hundred million. The budget for this was 230 million. I don't. Uh, I don't, yeah. Where did they spend all the money? Uh, oh. I found out a lot of it um, where, where they did spend the money um, The the shoot went really long uh, They had All sorts of production delays um, One Of the Aston Martins That they were using for The opening driving sequence uh, Was Driven into a lake Oh my god so They just lost one of the cars Like on purpose? They accidentally did that. Um, the, and and they did all sorts of crazy things like the, uh, the rooftop chase sequence, the foot chase sequence in Italy. They figured out that it would actually be cheaper to film on location in Italy rather than recreate it in studio at Pinewood. But still that meant that they took out this entire block replaced all of the roofing tiles oh, reinforced oh, yeah. the roofs so it, they would be safe to um for the actors to be on and so they just like built a bunch of rebuilt a bunch of roofs in in Italy um they built a, a miniature version of the hotel in order to blow it up um but then all of the interior stuff is uh was on set at Pinewood so they had to build all of that so you know all, all of those giant sets that they ended up having to blow up um, it, and Daniel Craig was injured three different times while making this movie <laughs> so there were delays associated with that including him uh, injuring his shoulder where he had to get a a uh, um, you know a couple of pins put in there, and his arm was in a sling for a couple of weeks.
2: Jeez.
0: So, um,
2: and here I thought you were gonna say it's because they didn't hire Italians.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, that's that's the problem is they do hire Italians and not, uh, and not Latinos <laughs> and Ukrainians and Latinos
4: not Latinos.
2: Italians. <laughs> <laughs> Get them off the Union, hurry. Yeah,
0: What's going on so,
4: here? wow, that's yeah, great
0: yeah so th- i mean the movie was over budget but um but it it's still you know this made a ton of money which which we'll get to right but this was extremely expensive and is still to date the most expensive bond movie that's ever been made so um certainly didn't uh pay out um so that's uh that's too bad. So uh yeah. Uh I guess don't ask Mark Forster to try to do a giant production like this, because it sorta of gets away from him. So That's nuts. Yeah, indeed. Uh any any other thoughts, things we oh, we haven't talked about we haven't talked about Jack White and LGBT <laughs> yet. <and> El- <laughs> I dig not it, man. He's song.
2: going to Wichita. Don't talk about him. Right.
0: <laughs> okay, Mark. Why? Why do you? Why do you like this song?
1: I just really like it. I thought that was kind of cool. Like, like for reals? For reals. Like okay. putting just in just a little just... bit of uh, like the old traditional Bond theme with a little bit of blues-based rock licks and Alicia Key singing. I thought it was all kind of cool. I liked
3: it. I'm trying not to yuck on your yum.
1: Well, no, go ahead because these two already did it and I hate them for
2: Oh, time. and I'm I'm ready to do it again.
4: <laughs> <sighs>
1: it's, I, again, again, it's it like it's, I have like, others. I mean, you, again, com- you compare it to uh, Madonna's. I mean, come on. I'm not
3: speaking well, about yeah. the validity of that one either. <laughs> I'm just
0: I mean, it, it doesn't annoy me the way Madonna or Lulu do, but it just it, bores no, me.
3: Yeah, it's. Tonality-wise, it's a bit grating, and I didn't like that.
2: I I was gonna say, Brooke, the problem that I had with it is it was just like the movie, and it was it was kind of loud and all oh over God. the place and didn't make sense. So, yeah,
3: that's really what I felt about it.
2: Oh, yeah. Also, Mark sucks. So get the T-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> just...
0: So there's a funny story that when when Jack White wrote Seven Nation Army. Uh, he thought about keeping it in his back pocket just in case he ever got asked to write a James Bond theme. Wow. And he Dude. said, nah, that would never happen. Dude, that would have been so sold. They... Yeah, so...
1: I'm gonna fight in love.
0: Think about, think about that. I, if
1: it... just, I
3: can't imagine Bond ever going to Wichita. <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: well you know, I mean, it would have had I different
3: lyrics. my but... English boyfriend there in Wichita.
1: Oh, stay uh... away from Wichita, y'all. <laughs>
0: I'm I'm not interested in going to Wichita, but
2: I mean I think I have you have no to reason. Reason. I think you have to be an REM to want to go to Wichita, don't you? I don't know. I feel like that's more of an REM thing, not so much a Jack White thing. <laughs> anyway.
0: Um, so so yeah, uh, I I don't know. I just I find the song like unremarkable and like
3: remarkable. Uh...
0: No un.
2: Oh, you wanted oh. to re- regain some footing.
0: Wow. Uh, oh, yes. Call back Chris Gaines. There we go. I'm glad we brought Chris Gaines back into this. That
4: was the least excited I've ever heard Andy in my life. <laughs> Wonderful. Oh, oh right. so oh, oh,
2: that that made well, my that's the highlight of my day right there. That
0: was awesome. Isn't that the correct response to more Chris Gaines like Oh, oh yay.
2: I I wish Amazon could do audio reviews because I would copy that and put it in the Amazon audio oh Oh. you brought back Chris Gaines two stars
0: excellent (laughs) Uh, but but this is what's I don't know again I'm just so disappointed because Jack White and Alicia Keys great like I remember when they were announced for uh, doing the, the song I'm like Oh, that's going to be awesome. Yeah. That's going to be super awesome. And instead I got this. And well, I'm just like,
2: okay. So here's my next question. Cause I wondered about this too, Andy.
3: Is that how I felt when I got married? Yes. Every time.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's a hard life to be a white dude. Um, what I'm can you if you think about that's still like I don't know where that came from, but that's still gonna be really funny. Three white dudes and Mark, right? Where is um, right. Whereas, um I, I feel like a lot of the average Bond films have average theme songs, right? Mm-hmm. So it's almost like they plan it. But I'm trying to think, is there an exceptional Maybe View to a Kill would be the only one where you have a tremendous theme song and a relatively average theme. Bond song or for your eyes only, but mm-hmm. like, is, is that the motif where it's like they know there's going to be an average Bond film, so they just get someone's B side <laughs> off of the side Jesus of the road, Christ. you know? <laughs> yeah, they planned this,
1: you know what? I'm not tired that, not, of- that, not <laughs> that any Jack, not that any Jack White song,
2: not that any Jack White song is oh, is, an sorry, A song. Oh Madonna.
1: <laughs> is Lulu available? <laughs>
0: No, but well, I think
3: you know what, Mark? Just because someone else does a bad thing doesn't mean that you should do a bad thing
0: <laughs> i think I think usually the it's it's often that the same creative energy that is surrounding a film also ends up sort of seeping into the the theme song, and so, yeah, I think there are notable exceptions, like a View to a Kill, where that is like that is a great fucking song right it and is a great, great song. And and the movie is like yeah, Grace yeah. Jones great, but yeah, yeah you know. Never no. <laughs> so and once it,
3: you accept that something's a pile of garbage, you just sort of give up. So yeah, should, there you go. Just yeah. put yeah. this song with you it. You
2: should get yeah. more used to that with Jack White, there, Mark. Man, oh, uh, well. dude. <laughs> you're just, you're just being now. So,
1: <laughs> I rescind the invitation to visit us.
2: All right, no more. I, I owe you two Papacito's meals then, just for that. One. <laughs> Margaritas and two meals. Consider it done. All
0: right. Well, uh, any anything else about about this turkey before we go into our usual rigmarole? You know, no, it's, hearing
2: it's re- well, it's really funny because so from Mark's perspective, I can see where the movie's better than than what I thought. From, mm-hmm. from, I think, Andy, our perspective where it on its own and what it wanted to do, I can see where I also was disappointed in it. So it's one of those weird ones that kind of crosses over where in the context of the whole spectrum, it's going to be better than by itself. So. It, it is. And Mark, I think you mentioned that when you look at sequels in general, it's weird because there are a lot of sequels where if you if you watch them on an island, you go, the hell is this movie about? But mm-hmm. if you watch them in the trifecta or the four or the five, you go, oh, all right, I can see where this one came from. So I think this one was this was fun because it was kind of the, a weird bridge. A boring of, disappointment. Yeah, it was. It was. It was disappointing. But at least Jeremy Renner wasn't in it. Right? Yes, yeah, so. at least. <laughs> at least it wasn't ruined. But I really liked I really liked both of your points. I mean, Mark, your point was really salient. Um, I think I think Brooke, you gave him the appropriate amount of feedback, constructive <laughs> criticism that he needed for that. And then Andy, I think your rebuttal was sound. And and what I would like to say at the end of the day is I wish any of our last hundred years of the Senate would have worked like this podcast just worked over the last hour. So, congratulations uh, to sitting, yeah. setting a civic model well, for how we can still love each other and not understand
0: where we're coming from. Wonderful. Uh, I, I skipped over one one thing I noted in my in my notes when we were talking about Olga Kirilenko. Um, okay. What the, what um, what Melissa brought up on the last podcast about the her being dropped off on the dock and how uh, disturbing that is on many I, levels.
1: I thought about um, that. Yeah. I thought about what, that when I was rewatching it and um, what, what was he supposed to do? I mean, he, take he care of her, but, but that's not his objective. The human thing. But
0: we're talking about a spy. Like, they're- She's an asset. She has all sorts of inside info about um, what's going on with. But this with was Rain. never
2: made clear. She has the next castle script, Mark. And
4: Maybe. Maybe it's gonna <laughs> come out
3: in the next movie, Mark. No,
2: that's, that's <laughs> the thing, like, I was thinking about that, and
1: I was—I—I uh, I didn't remember it too much because I, I remember her talking about it, and I didn't remember this thing too much. And uh, right before it was gonna happen, I was like, "Okay, I'm gonna pay attention here," and. I mean, he's, he's, a, I mean, he has an objective. What's he going to do? He's going to stop everything and not take care of his objective to take care of somebody he barely knows who he's not even sure if she will double cross him or not. Like, it, it's, he didn't do anything bad. He didn't just drop her on the floor. Like, he passed her on to somebody else. Uh, so, yeah,
0: I, a, a, a complete stranger. And they are and strangers
1: unto themselves. Like, <laughs> I, I don't, I don't, I,
0: I don't, know. I, I,
1: I, I can be sensitive to how it's perceived. I just don't see what his options were. Like, we're not talking about a guy who just finds somebody on the street who's hurt. And yeah, like as a human, you're going to want to take care of that person. We're talking about a spy who's out killing people and chasing very, very evil people. He's not going to stop everything just to make sure a person is going to be okay. I, I hey, understand the spy's but motives. If you,
3: but if you see it as an asset versus a person, that changes it
1: for a spy. But I don't think he saw her as an asset at that point. That, that's the point I'm making. Up until that point in the movie, it wasn't made clear that she had any kind of information that was going to be useful to him
0: mm i i disagree there i i fundamentally i think this is both a bad story decision a bad character decision i think they knew they needed to get bond off back by himself so that they can meet up later they didn't know what to do with her and so this was the lazy quick way to just like oh here it's a funny joke he just passes her off to some guy on the dock.
1: that's true and, and that's I, that's the issue with the writing. Uh, like they they didn't flesh her out enough to make it a point that she was valuable to him. And I, that I and
0: it. on a on a character level, I think this is the movie where Bond is a very bad person. Yeah, he's just killing people left yes. and right with no regard for anything. Yes. He treats her like nothing, and you know. As, as Melissa brought up, you know, he could be handing handing her off to a sef- sex trafficker or something. You know, someone who could work for Green or, you know, this, uh, you know, whatever the, the regime was that, that she's been fighting against. Like, they don't know. This is I all mean, true. It's, just...
1: it's all true. But you got to remember, he was just betrayed. I mean, it, this movie follows the previous one, like right after. So he was just betrayed days ago. Um, no i get it he's not gonna get it he's not gonna be trusting anybody he's not gonna wait around with somebody who's unconscious who's gonna be okay but he's not gonna sit around wait wait to make sure she wakes up so he can be a target of the people who are chasing him who know that he's out there i mean we gotta remember that he's still a spy and you're right he is a bad person in this movie because he he is strictly operating on revenge Mm -hmm. and this is something M wants to stop him from doing because she's concerned about him on a human level, like she's got that motherlings going for him. That's the whole conceit of this movie. It's somebody who's in transition, who is only working on vengeance because of what happened to him personally. And he's got to grow out of this. And towards the end of the movie, we do see some growth uh, out of that. I think
3: the most annoying part of it was that it was done in this way, that it was sort of like a shtick. Exactly. The rest of the movie, like nothing else in the movie is done as a shtick. So it's like, wait, what's this weird? Like, it's jarring. Like, it's like, what? I can
4: what see is,
0: that. Right. That's weird. When,
3: what the f- Okay, whatever.
0: Yeah, when when Bond kills someone, when he throws him off the roof in, at the uh, opera in Vienna, it's like, oh, Bond's out of control. He's a bad guy. Here, it's like, oh, it's funny. He just drops this woman off into the arms of a stranger and she's unconscious and who knows what's going to happen to her like, Oh, ha, ha That's funny. N- n- no. Like if at the very, if it had been like done in a way to lampshade, his actions as saying, this is bad. You should understand that this is bad. Then that's one thing. But I think the fact that it's played off as a joke is the, is, is the, is the real problem. I can roll so, with
1: that. The joke might have been the issue. Uh, I mean, obviously, yeah. was the issue. I think if you would have said, um, "She's hurt. Please see after her," or something like that,
0: right? That might have changed. Right. Me. If but you yeah, if, I, I if, could
1: probably get it now, yeah.
0: If it had been something like that, or if this had been like some sort of authority figure, if this had been someone in some sort of a uniform, that like, oh, this person is a known person who's like there to help or something. If, if, if it had even been like a, a lifeguard or something, you know, like that would be Where was something.
2: Sharky? Bring back Sharky. That's Bring crazy. back Sharky. I can't. Every time you guys talk about this scene, for some reason, all I can think of is that scene where he shoots the hole in the side of the shed and it blows the shed and they crawl through it to get to the boat. And I'm like, where was Sharky? Someone, someone get Sharky. Save us from the cheap plywood. Anyway. Yeah. Poor Sharky, poor okay.
0: Sharky got eaten. Sharky, R.I.P. Sharky. We stand a legend.
2: It's a, <laughs> um, it's it's an interesting. I mean the 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 great thing about watching this with so many people is the nuance that I miss. Right, like I never would have thought about that, and it is. It's a little. You can see why his character does it, and you can see why his character does everything in these movies. But I think for all of us, that doesn't make it comfortable or or correct. You know what I mean. Right. And I, right. and I, and I think that's, you know, Mark, we, we've talked about that with other movies where we go, I can see why he did it. And that's a total asshole thing. And I wish they'd stop doing it, but yeah, it, it makes perfect sense why he did it. Um, because he, only, he doesn't think about the other groups, you know, and that's what Skyfall, I think finally fixes. And at least his character arc is it, it gets him thinking about something other than himself and his vengeance and his magic penis. So. so, sometimes, somewhat. Specter. I mean, it is old magical, old. so Specter was still a little penisy, but anyway.
0: <laughs> That's the poster quote right there, JB Flinders. Specter, <laughs> a, a little penisy.
2: penisy. A little penisy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Three white right. dudes, three white right dudes, and a Latino. Thumbs up, though.
4: <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, <geez. laughs> <laughs> Are we
0: ready to talk about the box office or do we want we yeah. to have anything else no let's right. do it okay <laughs> this movie uh made 169 million dollars domestically in the u.s which I would like one of those adjusted yeah. for inflation is 214 million so i mean we're only a decade ago and that still bumps it up an additional like 50 million dollars giving you an idea of how much ticket prices have gone up um the the big big thing here though is you're like hey that only made 169 million in the u.s worldwide made 422 million Wow! so uh similar to casino royale which also had made 427 um this is the first time where Bond really starts going big at the international box office. And it's huge in the UK, but it's it's huge in a lot of other markets, including in Asia, um, which is one reason we'll we'll get into this when we do Skyfall, but why uh so much of that movie is set in Macau and um what what that says about filmmaking in uh 2012 okay. um but yeah so the the foreign box office was really big um uh, again if so 214 million to put that into perspective if this had come out last year it would have been the number one movie of the year wow, that, wow. that doesn't that's crazy. well I mean, well still. but i mean that's 'Cause 2020 yeah, was a weird only year. Movies. Uh but in that would have been uh the number 10 movie uh right right below Jumanji and right above it chapter two for twenty nineteen. Just the last like real big year we had in terms of box office. A big, big hit. Um and uh big in the in the franchise itself. Studio notes. Um I already gave mine um, I feel like with the with the Willis cut and the um, going back to Vesper and uh, weaving that in, basically I think you blow up the middle third of the movie completely, Get rid of a bunch of the action sequences, keep some of the basic plot, rewrite the villain um, and, and but keep that last 510 minutes in in Kazan, Russia. And but basically everything else must go with um, increased uh, things to do for Jeffrey Wright and Gemma Arterden and recast Olga Kirilenko, please.
1: I would get rid of Olga Kirilenko and her character. I don't feel it's necessary. I, oh. I'd change Strawberry Field's name completely and change her character into being an actual agent that is sent to either track James Bond because he's gone rogue or to back him up and I wouldn't want her to die but if she does die it would have to be like in a complete badass fight where she takes out as many people as she can I'd get rid of uh, David Harbour's character and the role of the CIA and have Felix Leiter work in conjunction with Bond against that shadowy organization that is being uh, um, the, the focus instead of being on that crappy villain that we got Instead, being on Mr. White uh, after him, yes. after him having escaped, have him move uh, the plan forward that whatever they were working on, you know, with extreme haste because now Bond is onto them, and there's this fight, you know, the 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 secret organization against Bond, Bond trying to figure out what the hell's going on, barely surviving, and needing Jem uh, Armitage's character as well as Jeffrey Wright. I mean, I think that would have made a much much better movie and get rid of all the unnecessary crap no hotel no general rape scene which was really stupid and uncomfortable oh the
0: general rape oh, scene yeah. oh, that was just God. very fucking so
1: uncomfortable bad. that was just so <sighs> stupid get rid of all that shit you don't need it you don't need to blow the, the hotel blowing up
0: hey i just signed a contract to get my country back guess it's time for raping
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's just, really, it just really really stupid and
0: just tie a bow on it. Hey, this guy's a bad guy. You know how we know? Because he's going to go rape somebody right now. He's because he's Latin. Ellie's a bad guy.
1: Latin general, because that's what they do.
0: Because that's what they do. Because that's how they are. Oh,
1: Someone should so build terrible. a wall.
2: Oh. So, I mean, <laughs> around the hotel so it doesn't blow up.
1: <laughs> yep. So uh, that, those would be my studio notes, and I think that would make a better movie.
0: All right. I love it. Yeah.
2: All right, Brooke, what do you think?
3: I think that it's the same problem that there always is, right? Write characters that are independently strong and interesting and bring them together. Not not a whole bunch of characters that are there just to make Bond have a plot. Yeah,
0: Yeah,
1: I
3: agree.
2: I think you have Grace Jones actually do the end fight (laughs) instead of the drunk guinea pig. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> i think you make uh, olga's character more like xena on a top um and make her an independent badass who actually does all the work for james bond and gets the credit in the end um i think you you show him walking for all 20 miles and then drinking the oil um just <laughs> i think turtleneck guy gets way more screen time than just getting blown up trying to hold a gun um i think i don't want mathis killed i don't like that he dies i think for the same reason you talked about i want him around i think he would have been helpful in skyfall i think he would have been helpful throughout his whole arc because he's the bridge to what started him on this arc which is the whole vesper thing so i really think he should have stayed in for continuity um I, I didn't mind the CIA thing I know mark you said it's lazy, but if it doesn't stop happening then is it really still lazy if they if we keep doing that kind of stuff so, yeah. yeah yeah that's the hard thing um and I think at the at the very end instead of the hotel blowing up um someone gets in a semi and turns it on a wheelie and runs it through the hotel <laughs> instead and then it's all good from there
0: well and that would actually be like hey, no one could have foreseen a semi on two wheels coming through this hotel, that causes an explosion. But an SUV backing up at 25 miles an hour into a wall, who could have foreseen this happening? You
2: you need way better quality control if your hotel blows up after that.
0: Oh my goodness.
1: You know what would have work to explain that? Like this side scene where Galen Erso works a plan into having a gas line right at that wall.
4: Oh, there you go.
1: Ninety eight percent probability that an SUV is gonna crash into that wall right there. Okay, and that so he's gonna bring down the Bolivian Empire. You
3: know you know what my studio notes would be get actual writers that don't go on strike.
2: So- <laughs> yeah. So yes. When you saw the hotel for the first time, did it look like one of those Ikea shelves with the baskets in it? That's what I thought when I first saw yes. it. I was like, is that an Ikea, like an effectif with little baskets in it? I'm pretty sure that is. I'm like, why is the effectif blowing up? Who would blow up the effectif? Anyway. Yeah. And I would definitely take the rape out. That's just, that's yeah, lazy. So stupid, also lazy. Yeah. Yes.
3: And usually a good thing. Like just yeah. to take out, not yeah, to have it. Just, Sorry. Let's, let's stop doing let's
2: restate this. That. I did oh, like we
1: don't need to do this anymore.
2: I did like the car chase. I thought James Woods was driving one of the cars when I watched it. <laughs> <laughs> the guy who's driving the guy who's driving the big thing that stabs him through the side. Uh, if you no, watch no. if you watch it again, I could swear it was James Woods. I'm like, James Woods is in this movie. I also oh, like gosh. the part where he spins himself up and shoots the guy when his rope is hooked to the floor. On the rope? Okay, yeah. that yes. That's cool. That, man. I,
4: Keep that. But that's that that's what I
2: want. I want, I want, see, that's Andy and I talk a lot about this. That's what Mission Impossible does right about action films. It doesn't have a 10 minute fight scene and then have a cool ending. It has one cool piece of a fight scene and then it's over, right? Like, doves
3: fly like, out of a cave around your head. No, that's the
2: second one. We don't even count that as a mission. <laughs> no, 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 no. The, we we
1: does like, doesn't exist.
2: But like the whole last one with Henry Cavill and the helicopter, like that whole fight sequence has no unnecessary shots and that was i loved i like some of the fight scenes but i felt like there was a whole bunch of stuff like why did he fight the guy in the hotel because he wanted to be born disappointment right you don't need that part leave it out and put plot in instead heaven forbid but yeah i, I really liked some of the fight scenes and mark i think we talked about that when i was watching i was like oh that part was good that part was good that part was good and i would like there to have been more like really cool consistent fight scenes Instead of drunk guinea pig axe throwing, it was such a
3: born disappointing. It was just, it was just I mean, like
2: the born disappointment. I mean, I don't.
0: Uh, w- w- I want to talk about this in in a minute. Uh, okay. we'll, 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 I was we'll going
2: to make a Chris Gaines pun, so move on. Oh, good. <laughs> oh, good. No, no more.
0: more. <laughs> bring in the Gaines, bring in the funk.
3: <laughs> you never did that. Would you do it again?
2: I would do it. An- uh-huh. Only if this amp goes to 11. <laughs> I love it. Okay.
3: In a clubhouse room and no one laughed.
2: White dudes laugh inside, Brooke.
0: You know that. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> I, do. I like it. All right. Um, were there any good I'm tech sorry. or gadgets in this movie that people liked? Uh, Not nobody...
2: remember. Oh, there really wasn't. And that's the other thing. Where was Q? That was really disappointing. I did yeah, like him uh, the next yeah. movie. Yeah. I did like his – I did like how his iPhone 2 somehow took the most clear photos of a face you've ever seen in your entire life from like <laughs> seven miles away. I mean, that's a government-issued iPhone 2. Because so. he was squinting to see the dudes, but yet he picked the phone up and took photos of them. I thought that was pretty awesome. So.
0: Yeah, that's a our-
2: was there any other? Tech? I mean, he had the phone. He had the. They had the. They had the super screen, right? They had the. Oh yeah, the
0: M super screen is kind of cool. Yeah. You know, with all the with all the stuff on there. Yeah, she had her new skin face
2: cream that she was applying. <laughs> That's pretty good tech, I guess. Sure. Uh,
0: um, yeah. I. I mean the. There really wasn't a whole lot there. There was the Aston Martin, and then Olga Kurilenko is driving a like smart little car. Ford, <laughs> yeah, a little Ford smart car. Like, I don't know, Ford like, Fiesta. There's not much in this movie.
1: I feel
2: like the hotel was not the best tech, even though it was supposed to be super yeah. fancy.
1: I obviously had crap tech, <laughs> obviously I mean, it blows up. It's like the it blows the first up into a hotel's.
0: Exactly. The Ford Pinto photos. Exactly. Oh, that's bad. Um, also, this is a bad movie for best one-liners or quotes. Are there any that folks like... Oh, okay, hi. Um, my name is Vicky. I am a
3: costume
4: model. It's
3: Vicky.
0: About- oh, what is this? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Who's Vicky? I'm hearing all about it. <laughs> Hello, Vicky. Is that... <laughs>
3: my phone kicked on again and i was trying to get it off quietly and i realized i wasn't on mute sorry i love
0: that no worries that was
2: actually that's my new favorite quote so
3: vicky is not a white dude
1: okay
2: (laughs) even if he was
0: all right uh Um, any any one-liners or quotes
1: i don't Uh, remember any well i've got one yeah My, my
0: favorite david harbour line yeah, you're right. We should just deal with nice people.
2: That was a great, that was a really good quote. What's the one where, like, the bad guy actually has some good snivelly kind of quotes. Like, uh, um, like that one.
1: Whoa. 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 <laughs> no, no. <laughs> oh, that
2: was again. Mickey. Oh, so I love the, how long do I have? And Felix says 30 seconds and they immediately start shooting at him. I'm like, is that 30 seconds like US time? What what happened to that?
0: <laughs> Bolivian time.
2: Yeah. I like the, I'm not dwelling on the past. You, sh- I don't think you should either. After she asked if he killed him, killed the guy. Oh yeah. Um, fingers. No, I liked fingers in many pies and they don't leave any prints because that made no sense to me. Um, oh, you know well, I like. Uh, Felix had some good quotes, like uh, "You'll lie down with anybody, including you, brother, including you." I, yeah.
1: yeah. I, you know yeah. what? I did like uh, when M asks uh, James where that dude was. I, I forgot what country he went to. Somewhere in the Caribbean. Cairo. Haiti.
0: He, yeah. Oh,
4: no. it was
1: Haiti, right? And uh, he, and uh, he says uh, uh, he turned out to be a dead end. I like how it was not said as a hey, we're setting up a joke here, but it it you know, it is a pun, I guess. But it was said very dryly and very business matter of fact type of thing. I did like that line.
0: Yeah. That's all right. In another in another Bond movie.
1: (laughs) Wow. Jesus. (laughs) I take it back.
2: Uh, that's my favorite quote. Yeah, that would have been good in another movie. Maybe the maybe the fourth book that you're reading there, Mark, I think is what Andy wanted to say. I <laughs> maybe, maybe if you keep doing that, you won't be gainsfully employed.
3: Uh. Jesus, here we go. I think Andy is going to fire you and me. No, Jamie.
0: we need to. We need to have a Chris Gaines jar every every time we make a Chris Gaines pun. Put put five cents in there, and then we can I don't know, go get ice cream afterwards.
2: Gaines, how sweet! Anyway,
0: okay. That's Best good. side character, not Chris Gaines.
4: <laughs>
2: the non Chris Gaines category.
0: Yeah.
4: Uh,
2: suck at your sign and theirs take that kind of awards category the best non-Chris Gaines character
1: <laughs> I'm going to say uh, even though he doesn't show up all that much in this movie Giancarlo Giannini's uh, Renee Mathis was actually central to the heart of this movie
2: agreed
4: mm-hmm.
1: I really liked him I think both he and M to me are the white of this movie I like them both I'm what? What? Yeah. The what the what of this movie? The moral. The weight. weight. Yeah. Oh, wait, wait. Okay. I
2: thought you said white, and I was like, what? No, no, no. no that's another character.
1: <laughs> he wasn't <laughs> in there long enough for me. to do.
0: <laughs> No. Yeah. Like the white and the yolk, and there's the yeah. yolk of the movie yeah, and the I white. I thought you, you know. were
2: making like something really profound. I was all excited. Yeah, yeah.
0: No. So. Any any others? Um, I I have two. Okay. When they were in Haiti, there was a really cute dog on one of the roofs.
4: <laughs> that
0: <dog was> awesome. <laughs> and at the end, there's an old lady at the train station wearing one of those traditional Bolivian hats.
2: Oh, yeah.
1: The bowler hat?
0: Uh, yeah. I, those are my two favorite side characters in this movie. Cute dog in Haiti, old lady in traditional Bolivian hat. Oh, and Corinne of Canadian intelligence.
2: Yeah, I was gonna say. Yeah. I, since, since you took Corinne, I will take neck brace guy, who apparently, according to IMDB, was known as Elvis. Oh. Elvis. So when he blew up, I can now say, Well, I guess Elvis, Elvis has left, left the building. building. Thank you, Brooke.
4: <laughs> oh. High <There> five. You. <laughs> Very good.
3: I, okay, I think it is In humanity's best interest, that JB and I are never drunk on this podcast at the same time.
2: I was waiting for Mark to go, white dude, high five, but he didn't.
0: (laughs) You mean you're both not drunk now? No. I I thought this was... This movie's too sad.
3: (laughs) The one quote that really stuck with me was when M was like, hopefully you're a better judge of character than I am.
2: That was was a great... She had some great lines in this, but they're all like poignant and sad. Yeah,
0: they're biting. Yeah. Yeah.
2: I did like his line about uh I wonder who put the hit on me, that kind of thing, and then he runs away from
4: her. <laughs>
0: yeah. Brooke, does this movie prove the Poseidon theory or not?
4: Tell us, Brooke. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh wow! That
3: should not have been funny. I'm so tired. <laughs> Ooh, um, yes,
1: yes. I plenty of water. Plenty of water,
2: except at the end when he needed it the most.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he really <laughs> sorry, guinea pig. He almost died because of fire in the desert. Um, His weakness is, but, main weaknesses
3: besides but that yeah. I mean that really supports the theory.
0: Yeah, right, right. And he was damn invincible on that little tiny rickety boat Seriously. going up against, like, <laughs> giant know, really. yachts and <laughs> like, dudes with machine guns. They drove a, a battleship. little bit of fire,
3: and he's just oh, yeah.
0: drove a battleship over
2: his raft. He's like, take this, Navy, and he just kept going. <laughs>
0: Weird. All right. Is this a good Bond movie or a bad Bond movie? I mean...
4: I if you look at
2: it in the context of the whole Robert Jordan series, <laughs> it's a good Bond movie. <laughs> I'm gonna.
4: <laughs>
1: you're a <laughs> like JB. You're gonna think it's not.
2: okay in in context of a standard Bond movie. It's it's a mediocre Bond movie if if you mm-hmm. look at it in, in in the context of how turkey other movies are now i will say and and mark we were talking about this at the beginning the problem that i had with this movie compared to traditional bad roger moore bond movies is those were at least campy for on purpose right like no one looks That's at moon and goes they were really trying to make a oscar movie out of that no it was the space fight alone was just train wreck but i i kind of hope watch your mouth yeah the, the daniel craig movies just don't have that camp so it's hard to Mm-hmm. get that same but it's not a pierce brosnan movie so kudos
0: so um, if he'd fought jaws in space then this movie would have been better
2: with like strawberry yeah. fields um yeah, yeah hitting yeah. him over the head with a flagpole every once in a while kind if of jaws
1: had been the general
2: <laughs> that would been cool <laughs> I don't think the guy would have tried, tried to charge him two times for the utility, though, because he would have just bitten the contract That's in half. Mild. I'm
1: like, no, no, take it back, take it back.
2: He just bites yeah. his arm off.
0: No signing. <laughs> <laughs>
2: All
1: right.
0: Uh, and I, I already gave my answer to this. Is Bond a good person in this movie? No.
1: Person. He is a person in transition but
0: he, <laughs> he, he, he does bad things, things. He i would him. say
2: he really needs a life coach yeah. i, like that.
0: Yeah. I like that yeah some therapy
1: well his yeah. life coach was M, and she's trying to get through to him
2: i feel like yeah. the whole the whole time he looks like he has a migraines <laughs> no
0: <laughs> no. <laughs> no, migraine. no 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 stop, no. stop it <laughs> No, that's that's taking it too far. <laughs>
2: All right. Thanks for cutting okay. that off with the pass.
0: <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. Okay. So uh okay, so that brings us to some new business. Um, we we are I gonna get- to
3: say that earlier today, Andy told me he was so excited to record with me again. And I'm wondering if he's <laughs>
2: <laughs> that's true. This is this is up on the least excited I've heard, Andy, from a podcast at least the last half hour. Andy, what can we do? What can we do to make you happy other than um, get you three more interns at work or oh, shut
0: my up? Gosh. No, that's that's not it at all. There is there's nothing y'all can do. Uh, listen listen to the podcast. Uh, like, comment, and subscribe. I don't know. Like <laughs> let's start a Patreon and join that. I don't know. No, I there, there's some other stuff. I, I apologize for being so
2: Well, nit. we just worry about you.
0: Okay. Well we I'll, I'll I'll be okay. Also
3: three... we're a bit over the top, so
2: yeah, I was gonna say the three of us have covered, I think, fairly well for the the ridiculousness that quantum of solace deserved yeah um, okay so
3: I here's... being a white dude too far i'm sorry <laughs> no
0: no no um,
2: my french accent was terrible. I, I apologize for my accents <laughs>
3: <laughs> so what okay. is, what, are you, what is your thing
0: so here so here's here's what we've got going on we're we're gonna do skyfall but Ooh. we're gonna take gonna take a couple weeks all right and we're gonna do some other things as as longtime listeners will remember, for Brooke's birthday, we watched The Philadelphia Story. Great movie. And we liked that very much. And I promised Mark, when it was his birthday, he could choose a movie. So, Ooh, here Mark's go. birthday is coming up later this week. Here Did we you, go. Have you, have you so picked Mark, it? What are we going to watch? Wait,
1: well, yeah. you got to put lot of into this because, I mean, y'all know me. Anybody who knows anything about me knows that Star Wars is just my all-time favorite. I can watch the so Invisible much. Man? Yeah. No. no. That's not. No. No. Uh, that would be a dead end. See what I did there, Andy? Oh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
4: Uh, mm-hmm.
1: So I was, I've been thinking about this, uh, like movies that have had an impact on me. And last night I was watching uh, Stand By Me because I wanted my kid to see that with me. It's one of my favorite movies. Great movie. And it's one of those movies that makes me feel certain memories I had when I was a kid. And I wanted to see a movie that I love as much as that that has you know a semblance of that. And every time I watch it, so
2: Showgirls, Showgirls, Showgirls.
1: <laughs> the movie that I have chosen because I love it so much and it's like a a, an acting class that all aspiring actors should watch because everything is perfect in this movie is Goodwill Hunting. Very good. Oh, good
0: okay. Awesome. awesome. Very good. Great choice.
1: Good. I have I have specific memories and connections and just so much emotional attachment to that movie, which I you know we'll we'll discuss some of that. That's great. but That's the movie that I'm choosing.
0: Love. Wow. Great. Great. great.
3: That's joy. awesome. I've never actually seen Stand by
1: Me, so I think I'm going to go. Mm, watch.
2: Also a great film yeah yeah absolutely great film
0: yeah that's that's perfect awesome so we'll do that and then jb also has a birthday coming up and he's going to give us a movie you 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 need it now or do you want is now or you can we can tease it later whatever you want to do
2: what's your preference you guys tell me what you want to do should we
1: reveal next
2: week
0: i'm gonna reveal it next week okay no Do you want to wait?
2: Do you want to hear what the backup movie was that is not the backup
0: backup movie? movie And then we'll, yeah.
2: The backup movie was Glengarry Gary, Glenn Ross. Oh, dude. (sighs) Because awesome, like you said, Mark, it was one of those where I remember watching it going, this is an acting class. Yeah. When Alec Baldwin busted out the the brass balls and hung them in front. I was like, this is the greatest acting film I've ever seen, but I will reveal. So, Watch Stand By Me, watch and Gary, Glenn, Glenn Ross, those are the backup films, and then *Goodwill Hunting and Mine, which is a little known but fantastic film um, that I'm excited for you to watch if you haven't. It. Damn it, now I want to know. Right.
1: Hey,
3: will you do yeah. me a favor? What? Will you DM me the names of those? Because apparently I've had a concussion for a month and didn't realize how much I'm forgetting, but I really want to watch them.
0: Yeah. Okay. DM you those. Yeah. Otherwise, I'll forget watch. for sure. All right. I mean, uh,
2: goodwill hunting, great choice. I haven't seen that in a, a decade. So great. Great. Yeah.
0: Great. This is this is wonderful. Perfect choice. Um the other thing that we are going to do is um it, those of you who listen to yours, mine, and theirs, I I went on there and I was talking about uh movies where the antagonist wins and I I spilled some Spilled some beans about what we're gonna do next on the podcast here, and this is my idea. And I think that what we need to do in a couple weeks from now. So start getting prepared. Okay. Uh, I want everyone to come up with two different franchises that they that they think we should do next. Okay. And then we're all going to come. We're all going to pitch our franchises, and then we're going to sit down and we're going to figure out what we're going to do. And... We're going to
3: act like Congress is supposed to act.
2: <laughs>
1: we're setting the example, Brooks. <laughs>
0: none, of
2: us, none of us are going to have the floor. I'm just going to yell. That's a lie. all oh, every five minutes. <laughs> well, <I'm> gonna... <laughs> now that I'm a white dude, I'll have a voice. <laughs>
4: <laughs> Winner. Oh my God. That was awesome. Oh my Oh I love that <laughs> and scene. That was
2: <laughs> wow, awesome. that was fantastic.
4: Oh,
3: I love this though, Andy. This is this is gonna be fun.
2: I'm excited. Yeah, yeah. I so
0: mean- yeah, the first annual State of the Union, uh the, okay. the state of the franchise. Uh we will choose which franchise we're gonna kiss goodbye after I have, we get uh,
2: I have so. one request though. Uh-huh. This I my request is that Because you are the progenitor, you are the uh, arbiter of all, I would like to make sure that you have one franchise that's automatically done first. So like you get whichever one first, and then we haggle over second, third, fourth, and fifth. I like that. I think you should have like, you know, you you won the election, so you get first choice. of what you want to do this is the executive executive order. order yes yeah. executive, executive order.
1: Uh, my constituents would like to contest the election <laughs> we would like cool. to lead to the supreme court and uh, get, get, mark. That's get what Giuliani
2: to come here and help us out represent i think, us. I think seth rogan has some tweets for you <laughs> <laughs> But no, no. I, uh, I think even if it's, I mean, even if it's like a two or a three pack or whatever you want to do, I think uh, that would make me feel better knowing that we were going to start with one that you've really wanted to do, and then we go two through six and haggle out which ones we want to do after. So, I, I mean, that that's my vote. Executive order of business: you get you pick one, and then we adjust our lists and we go from there.
0: Right. That and way, if,
2: that way, if it takes us three episodes to haggle on which one we want to do, you already have one, have one that we right. can work on. Yeah,
0: that that's that's a cool idea. Um, so, and and I do want to say that we we have had the poll in the Facebook group. I want to take that into consideration, but not have it be binding. So, um, I would
3: I like this wrong.
0: Well, I mean, I take that red states. <laughs> I'm I'm torn between like, oh, okay, well, Star Trek one, so that means we automatically should do Star Trek, and number two is the MCU, and third is Lord of the Rings. All of those are great choices. Um But and not I the believe
2: electoral college. I, I
0: I fundamentally agree with the principle of give the people what they want. Right. And so I think there's there's no wrong answer with that. Although I find some of those a bit daunting um but I think that we could still do them if and so if you want to choose one of those I think I think that would be great and Star um, Trek is
2: really that's that's a ton to unpack
0: it's so uh, hard
2: Star Trek Star Wars I mean there I would
1: just be would just be something. I think less of Star Wars
0: well I think it's I think it's just it's so hard especially when there are. I feel like there are a million Star Trek podcasts and Star Wars podcasts and yeah. MCU podcasts, but like, I don't know. Like, if we did Rocky Brook, if we did or, or Born, which would have been one, which if we did Born. And... If we did, you know, uh, if we did Toy Story. If we did, Disney, I, I'm Disney princess. Yeah, Disney princesses, are Disney gold. princesses, dude. Disney Princesses is like the the analog to James Bond because it's so long running and it's so big and there's so many of them and there's been a giant evolution and it took and it
2: took a and it took a hundred years for them to learn their lesson about princesses too so indeed just about yeah yeah that's
3: so. actually like a yeah I could get on board with that
0: yeah. So I'm interested in in something that's maybe a bit more esoteric, but, but if everybody wants to do the MCU or Star Trek, we should do the MCU or Star Trek. So I'm, I'm down with it. Whatever or, if, you want. or if you just take a piece of them, like you do the
2: Iron Man or you yes. do the new Star Trek, don't do the whole thing. Take three, take a three pack.
3: Why are uh-huh. you so- my head tonight jb
2: because I'm, yeah. I'm not even really here it's the concussion <laughs>
0: <laughs> your concussion, concussion's name is jb flinders yeah
2: like <laughs> uh, like i would i would love to do just the thor movies or or just the yeah. avengers so we could rag on oh, how great james spader is and how wasted he is in that movie right like i would love yeah. to do, oh my god he is. i would love to do pieces of those franchises so maybe we can make that stipulation where you know, no more than four movies or something in a pack. So you yeah. don't oh, like yeah. you can do you can do born but no renner. That kind of thing. So Well,
0: no, because I mean I think if we do Born, I, I would wanna talk about Renner. Oh, God. Well, I mean, we can talk if if you want to bring Bourne. Yeah, and, I would do that. And that would be one. We can negotiate how we yeah, want to do it. Yeah, Bourne yeah. would be
2: one of mine. So I, I like it. But no, I'm excited about this. You just pick the one you want, and maybe you know, Andy, you do that. You go through and you say, okay, of the ones that won, what th- mm-hmm. three or four or five movies do do I want to watch? Right, like you pick your favorite Marvel set or yeah. something different, something well, like
0: that. I'll I'll just pick. I'll just pick Captain America. I mean, if, that's great. If you with me. give me that, is yeah. is we pick? We just watch those three.
2: And... I think. I mean, that's what this is about. <laughs> you you have an executive so, order. We we just we just harumph and filibuster, and it doesn't work in the end. No, so. I
0: I I don't know if if you give me that latitude, I don't know. I sort of want to do the. The Matt Reeves Planet of the Apes movies, because that's oh. a, oh, yes.
2: that's Gold. a that's
0: a good little trilogy. Well, Those are that, fun. Do
2: that one and then bring Captain America into the voting mix. Do that, yeah, that works.
0: So, so we'll Is see. It well,
3: an option to pick Mystery Science Theater as a franchise,
0: only if sure. Mitchell's only if Mitchell's involved. <laughs> yeah, you, we could, and and then I think we'd have to cap it at something. Yeah. You know, yeah, that we couldn't do. Forever. You could do yeah, because the, there's way too many mysteries.
2: The Joel years, years and pick five of them or something. I like the Joel years.
0: Yeah, they were my favorite.
3: the oh, y'all have already done your Doctor Who podcast, is that sort of out?
0: Um, well, I think we want to do movies only. Oh movies so... only. Got it, got it, got it. So yeah.
3: So, I'm gonna blame the concussion on that one. Yeah. JB
0: No, it's all good.
2: That's, my fault. That's my fault. I suggested it.
0: Yeah, it's all good. So, yeah, and, and ditto for Star Trek. We would we would only do the Star Trek movies, okay. and maybe that's a compromise. Maybe we only do like the the Kelvin Universe Trek, yeah, or we only do um the the Kirk, the Kirk Spock the old t- track or only TNG's track.
2: or you movies. you only do the even number films because they're the only good ones in the original Star Trek. <laughs> i to you, Final no, Frontier.
1: Oh no, because no. <laughs> I, I actually really like uh, for Fox. Yeah, that and was a good one. I, I hate that's the good. Voyage Home. I
2: hate the Voyage. Home. Oh, I love that movie.
1: Stupid whales! Come on! Oh, I
2: love the whales.
1: Anyway, I love the whales so damn. much no, 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 and no, 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 no. it looks like
2: and it looks like the chocolate cake from Claim Jumper. They made the, the whale cake. Thing I like
1: the about the Voyage Home is Where are the nuclear whistles about it? <laughs> that, that's it. Boombox yeah. on the shoulder. and the
2: box. You don't like colorful metaphors. You you seem like you like colorful metaphors. <laughs> is
1: that because is that a race guy? joke? Yeah. yeah you, you, really, dude. Really, white guy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right.
3: <laughs> no, can I just tell y'all? This ended. What
0: uh, heard... ended on a bad note?
3: <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna fix that. Um, <laughs> have, any you, have any of you been on Clubhouse yet?
0: No, I don't know what Clubhouse is.
3: Do any of you know what Clubhouse
1: is? Like
0: Columbia Clubhouse?
3: It's Did I not some, talk to you guys about it? A
0: sex thing? Mm-hmm. I don't know what
1: you're talking
3: about. God damn it! About. This, this seriously, I swear, I talked to you all about this. This concussion is serious issues right now. Um, so Clubhouse is this new app, and it's invite only, and you have to have an Apple iPhone or an Apple device to get on. It's the it's most fascinating thing I have ever been on. It's this social media <laughs> site or app. But it's like radio talk shows all the time so it's basically like a giant mastermind and like hangout session and you guys would we would tear it up together like it's conversations like this all the time 24 7. this morning um chip and i hosted a room called clubhouse addicts anonymous and we had to cut people off after four hours and make them get off like they just they just talk and there are these conversations and they're so beautiful. So I was in a room yesterday where they were talking about Larry King Live and this woman gets on, who grew up and currently lives in Edinburgh, and she starts talking to me about Sean Connery and about how she lives two blocks from where he lived. And like oh, wow. it was the most fascinating conversation ever. Um, anyways, her name is Kayleen. She told me to tell all of you hi and that she's going to take pictures of the plaque for Sean Connery and send them to us. And she can't wait wow. to listen to the plaque.
0: Oh, Hi, Kaylee. Hi, Kayleen. Sorry about something.
3: Kathleen. Kathleen, sorry.
0: I'm Kathleen. Also sorry,
1: also sorry. Hi Kathleen.
3: <laughs> Hi Kathleen. Um, but I'm gonna send y'all invites to Clubhouse because we would have so much fun on there. But I don't have an Talk iPhone.
0: In. Yeah. I, need a...
1: I live in the world of Android. Do I know, you have me an too. IPad? Oh, I do have an iPad.
0: I'd have to borrow one. I could. I could borrow an iPad somewhere. Or I have a really old one, like from twenty fifteen. Like it's the best it's
3: conversations I've ever been a part of in my entire life, besides this podcast, of course.
0: Oh, well, <laughs> at least we're in the mix. <laughs> it's
3: like immediate, instant, worldwide access to like I have new friends in all over the world.
2: It's that's insane. better than new friends right. in old places because that's almost a oh my god. <laughs> <laughs>
3: mm-hmm. Anyways, my friend Kathleen from Clubhouse is going to be listening. Who knows if she'll ever get to this episode of the podcast, but she's going to Run,
2: Kathleen. Run while you can. <laughs> well,
1: you waited like two hours into this podcast to mention her. So.
3: Well, I was trying to find the right time to bring Poor it up. Poor thing. And she's like, well, Brooke,
1: Brooke said she was going to mention me.
0: Well, oh, now you've offended her. Oh, <laughs> Still, though.
2: Now
1: I well, really she, pissed her off. At least
2: it was solid Irish.
1: So I, I love haggis never had it but love it Don't you 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 may not love haggis I've i don't
2: know I've, I've read descriptions it's yeah you may want to like. you may want to double check the 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 can there
0: yeah i don't know anyway but all right okay so moving on yes if if we can if we can figure out a way to get on clubhouse i you know there's no reason not to uh try download and, the that app like fun.
3: y'all are like make sure i have your phone numbers i know i have yours andy i don't know if I have JB your marks, but download the app, give me your numbers. I'll approve you for, and then come, come talk away.
2: Okay. Cool. And watch, watch party this weekend, Skyfall. Yeah.
0: yeah. Um. Well, no, we, cause we got a watch party, Goodwill hunting. Oh,
2: watch party, Goodwill hunting. Yes.
0: And then, and then we will stay to the podcast and then we will do your birthday selection and then we'll do Skyfall.
2: Okay. So do we like do the watch party? Really- should we do the Shit. watch party on, on your birthday, Mark? Is that the way to do it?
4: Oh, sure.
1: Maybe. Well, Friday um, night. I have to uh, host a virtual program Friday night okay. uh, for, for where I work.
2: Saturday, so, Thursday
1: yeah, night. We can,
2: Saturday. we can do it Saturday or Thursday. Either Thursday's one. good here. You guys did. You guys let me know.
0: All right. Yeah. Cool. Whenever y'all want. Um, Love it.
3: I feel like a really shitty friend, but I'm just going to ask it because I can't remember right now. Andy, when is your birthday?
0: August. Did we miss so, doing a
2: birthday movie?
0: No, we didn't. I intentionally skipped it.
2: He's a Virgo. So no. he, doesn't, he doesn't play that, that stuff.
0: No, I'm a I'm a Leo. I I, I, Leo. I I put myself out forward in everything anyway. With And so that was like a very un-Leo thing to do. But I was just like, no, we just got to get through James Bond because the movie's coming out in November. So we got to go straight forward. <laughs>
4: Backfire. that? <How> <laughs>
0: And now it's coming out in November twenty twenty one. One year later. <laughs> one year later. <laughs> yeah. So all
3: right. Yeah, well, let's no. do it. We'll- for that. I apologize.
2: Thursday. Yeah, no, it's all good. Thursday or Saturday. Let's make it happen.
0: Uh yeah, we'll if, if we can if we can do it on um on Netflix, we'll um we'll throw up a link for a watch party in the Facebook group. Come to the Facebook group, hang out, uh, vote on franchises, tell us what we should do f- to get ready for the state of the podcast. Uh, everybody, stay safe, uh, wear your mask, wash your hands, uh, don't get involved in civil uprisings against legitimate governments. And uh, yeah, that's <laughs> it. All Say, right. no <laughs> Say no to Parlor. Say no to Parlor. Say no to parlor. Say yes to Clubhouse. Yes. All right. Okay. Thanks, everybody. Alright, it
1: meeting you, Kathleen. <laughs> Big
2: <laughs> kiss. <laughs> yeah. I'm a dude. Long live Bolivia. <laughs>
4: Thank you, that will be all.
2: God damn it, that's not all. Because if one of those things gets down here, then that will be all. Then all this, this bullshit that you think is so important, you can just kiss all that goodbye.
0: This show is part of the Geek Nerd Network. Geek Nerd Network. Find more
2: shows
4: like it at geeknerdnetwork.com. This is Janet.